souls and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. I cannot believe it is going to be September. I feel like this year is flying by, but I am so excited for the change in season. Fall is my absolute favorite season. I don't know if it's just the change in scenery or the cozy vibes, but my soul feels so comforted by the fall. I love it all. So I wanted to dedicate today's episode to all things fall. I'm going to start off by sharing how I like to set the fall vibe and, you know, my fall bucket list, things I do to get into the fall season, including shows and movies that I like to watch. But I'm also going to be sharing my intentions for this fall season, how I'm trying to change my reality, as well as share the overall energy of fall and what to expect from an astrological point of view. I am just hoping that this episode gets you excited for the fall and helps inspire you to create change within your own life. So if you're ready, then let's jump into it. to chat about is how to set the fall mood, how to create the perfect cozy fall vibe because I think that that's also one of my favorite things about fall. It's just setting that fall ambiance. I usually like to, of course, you know, decorate my house for fall, but I also love to add fall scents through, you know, using fall candles. I do this thing where on my TV, I have a YouTube app. I open it up and I search for fall ambiance videos with music and I put it on in the background. This just sets the cozy fall vibe. I swear by it. I usually have this on in the background when I'm trying to get work done or just cleaning my house. Adding warm toned colors to my living room and bedroom using throw pillows and comfy blankets is also a must. But to really set the mood too, I like to watch movies and shows that make me feel cozy or movies and TV shows that just have a fall vibe. So for some TV show recommendations, I have to of course acknowledge the classic small town cozy vibe feeling with Gilmore Girls. It is a false staple and it's funny because I actually didn't see Gilmore Girls until I think like two years ago maybe is when I first watched it and I was like wow I've been missing out all of my life. This is such a cozy TV show to watch so yeah that's definitely one of them. Another one will sound a bit interesting but I swear the first two seasons of the original Gossip Girl series has that New York City in the fall vibe. I am so here for it. I have rewatched the first two seasons of this show so many times. I always have to put it on during the fall season because I love New York City fall vibes. I also love watching Vampire Diaries and I'm so sad because they're taking this off of Netflix, I believe September 3rd or something like that. But this was another classic for me with that eerie fall vibe and now I have to figure out where I'm going to be watching it for now on. 
Another great way to set the fall vibe is with Pretty Little Liars. I know that it's super cheesy and I watched this back in high school, but it's just another one of those shows that I like to put on in the background, you know, where you already know what's going to happen. So it's that comfort show, but it just feels like fall. It makes me feel content. Also though, if you've watched this series like I did, you will probably enjoy the spinoff. I was kind of skeptical about watching, I think it's called like Original Sin. I was not expecting it to be just so spooky and gory, but surprisingly it's not terrible. So definitely check that out. I also find that Stranger Things can make me feel that fall spooky vibe, especially this last season. That was a great season, probably one of my favorite seasons of the show. Another TV show favorite for that spooky season vibe is The Haunting of Hill House. I absolutely love this show and I swear I have been waiting for another show to come out that's just like this, but you know, you really can't find anything like it. It's so good. I loved it. I was a little sad when, you you know, the second season, The Haunting of Bly Manor, didn't hit like the first season, but both are great for that spooky season vibe. Bates Motel is another TV show I can recommend. I watched this series a while back, and I just remember it being spooky kind of vibes, fall vibes for sure, so check that one out. I also enjoy watching small town vibe shows during the fall. Not sure why, but it just feels cozy for me. Maybe it just reminds me of childhood because I come from a really small town, so I just connect with these shows. I like watching Friday Night Lights or One Tree Hill. Those are some of my favorite small town vibe shows. And then of course, I have to shout out Halloween Wars. Love the Halloween baking shows. Those are a classic staple during the fall. Now for movies, I always, 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 always rewatch Halloween Town, especially the first three. I would love for them to do a remake, especially because I believe Marnie and Cal are actually getting married or they're engaged or maybe they're married. It's one or the other, I believe, in real life. So a spinoff with them married with their kids would be epic, in my opinion. I don't know. I just, Halloween Town has a special place in my heart. I also always watch Hocus Pocus. I am beyond excited for the second one to come out in September. My inner child is so excited for that. I'm making my husband watch it with me, which he honestly doesn't mind because he actually watched Hocus Pocus growing up too. So we're going to watch both of those and have a little date night and I'm making, <laughs> I'm going to be so, so corny, so cute, but like I'm going to be making like Halloween cookies, Halloween drinks, cozy on the couch, just watching Hocus Pocus. What a freaking date that my inner child is so pumped for. And you know, I also love watching the Scream movies because it's the perfect slasher movie. I prefer Scream over something like Saw, for example. Saw is just too much gore for me, too much torture, but Scream I can handle. I also will be seeing the new Halloween movie, which seems never ending. I feel like there's so many different Halloween movies, but it's like he just never dies. I know that's the purpose of, <laughs> of him, but whatever. I'm just like, dang, you did so much. How are you still alive? But yeah, yeah, so that's a little bit of how I like to set the fall mood. Of course, I make sure to go apple picking, pick out a pumpkin, have all the fall drinks. I visit Salem. I went to Salem last year, but it was an absolute mess. We went pretty close to Halloween and it took 
forever to find parking. And when we did find parking, we had to walk miles just to get to all of the fun. And when we got there, it was completely crowded, packed. It was so hard to get into any of the stores. There were just lines for everything. And so I definitely did not enjoy my time when I went during Halloween. So I probably won't be doing that this year. Um, I prefer to go during a quieter time just because I get more done and I can really embrace the joy that Salem brings to my heart. So yeah. I plan on taking some day trips to some of the mountains nearby for the fall foliage and to just really connect with nature during this season of change. I really like to think of fall as this season of releasing, season of change, and so that's something I want to try to inspire you to do. When it comes to fall, you know, it usually marks that 75% of the year is over, and so what I like to do is reflect on the year so far and figure out what it is that I need to let go of. And I think a big one for me is letting go of control. This is something I've always struggled with because being in control gives me this false sense of security. As humans, we want to know all the answers. We want to know the outcomes. I have talked about this before and I'm realizing that this is something that I really struggle with. I struggle with this need to be in control. What's also interesting is that I find that if you were the older child, you probably struggle with this need to be in control because at a young age, we were pushed to grow up fast or forced into playing this older sibling role where you were needing to be responsible constantly and set some sort of good example for your younger siblings. As a child, I was always the one getting blamed for things because I was the oldest and I should know better. So even if it wasn't my fault and it was my brother's fault, it didn't matter because I should have known better because I'm older. I also had to watch my brother a lot of the times because my parents weren't around, they were working, or and when my parents got divorced, my mom was a single mom and she was constantly busy. I was pushed into this role to kind of watch after myself and take care of myself. And this was especially when my parents got divorced. So because I was pushed into this independent role at such a young age and always felt this weight of responsibility, it kind of became my comfort. It became comforting to me when I'm in control because I feel like I can be in control of the outcome. It's my sense of security. And I also find that sometimes we are pushed into this role of being the responsible one and the one who watches after everyone else, that it can make us feel good to be needed, to know that we are being helpful. But the downside to this is that you then create this entire personality and identity that is based off of it, you know, based off of you are feeling needed by others. That when you aren't needed, you feel this sense of loss of purpose. At least that's kind of been my experience. It's like that fixer, savior persona that we can easily create if we grew up in an environment where we needed to walk on eggshells to keep the peace, or if we needed to always play mediator between parents who fought over us, or needing to be that responsible child that took care of siblings while our parents were busy. And what I've realized is that for a long time, I didn't really know who I was when I wasn't helping others. And I even talked about this in therapy with my therapist because 
because my environment was so unpredictable, I felt this need to be in control of other people's emotions. So I would people please in order to keep the peace because it was a way for me to control the emotions of others in a sense, which gave me that false sense of security because it would keep my environment at a more stable energy. But at the same time, I was sacrificing my own happiness and, you know, my own, like what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be in order to keep the peace in my environment. So, It was a lot for me to unpack and go through, but I've noticed that a lot of us who have these childhoods where our environments were unpredictable or we dealt with like a parent who had intense emotions, anger, depression, anxiety, addiction, whatever it may be, we try to control our environment so much by tiptoeing around other people, by making sure we were trying to control other people's emotions, but that's not our responsibility. It's not our job to control other people's emotions and quite honestly we cannot we cannot do that it's a form of manipulation in a sense so yeah that that was really hard for me to realize I even noticed that I've attracted people into my life you know who would only reach out to me when they were down and upset and needed some sort of pick-me-up. It's always been hard to create those boundaries and realize that I have more to offer than just taking on the emotions of others and being that solution. And as I reflect, you know, like I said, this has a lot to do with my relationship with my dad because as a kid, my dad always opened up to me far too much. I always knew about his problems. He would dump his problems onto me without realizing that I was still a child. It was kind of like I was his soundboard. So that's where I've always struggled with other people and not allowing myself to just be everyone's soundboard all the time and realize that I need more out of my relationships and that it's okay for me to let go of control and responsibility. In fact, it's crucial to do so and to just remember that I need to set boundaries and to remember that I'm not here to constantly be needed by others. That's not who I am as a person. And yeah, maybe it makes me feel good to be needed and wanted by other people, but at the same time, I need to look within to find how I can fill up my own and to find my own sense of identity that's not attached to how other people are seeing me or how I'm helping other people. It's a lot that I still try to unpack on the daily, but yeah, I don't know if anybody can relate to that at all. But I also have Saturn in my fifth house. So if you have Saturn in your fifth house too, then you can probably relate to a lot of this because with Saturn in the fifth house, Letting go of control and allowing yourself just to have fun and not feel a weight of responsibility at all times can be extremely challenging. But in this new season of life, as I reflect, I realize that it's time for me to let go of control and to stop taking life so seriously all the time, to enjoy life more and to just let go of constantly feeling burdened by responsibility especially when it comes to feeling responsible for everyone else's emotions, because that is not my responsibility. But it's so easy for me to forget that because I always want people to feel comfortable and happy, but it's not my job to be in control of someone else's emotional state. And I think that in itself can be hard to come to terms with when you have experiences as a child that are constantly being tested and triggered. 
So for me, with this fall season, I am ready to just release control and responsibility. And I'm not saying I'm going to be careless, but it's more so about allowing myself to tap into my inner child more and allow myself to have fun rather than worrying about all the responsibility I feel, especially with this trying to conceive journey, letting go of control and trusting in divine timing. That's something I'm learning, you know, through this process and it's just been so difficult. I might even be making the difficult decision of most likely parting ways with my current IVF doctors because of the experiences I've been having so far and just trusting in my body and in the universe to provide when the timing is right. In the meantime, I'm going to focus on creating elsewhere. What's interesting to me is that in this season of my life, I may not be able to create a human at this time, but maybe it's the universe's way of saying right now this season is about creating content for the collective. And as you focus on creating elsewhere, when you least expect it, you will be able to create a beautiful life and birth that life into existence. Sometimes when we want something so badly, we try to rush the process, but instead of rushing the process, sometimes we have to stop spinning our wheels and use that energy elsewhere. So that's what I'm choosing to do. Because, you know, I'm a big believer in the saying, what you aren't changing, you are choosing. And it's foolish of me to think that I will receive different results through the same actions. So with fall, it is the season of change after all. So I think it's time for me to truly just embrace change. And the change that I am embracing is changing habits and actions that weren't bringing me the results that I desired. And I'm opening myself up to redirection. So I also challenge you to reflect and figure out what habits or actions you are needing to change in order to get the results that you want. Like for example, for me, I struggle to feel motivated to create video content even though I know video content is what works right now. But the reason why I don't feel motivated to create video content is because I don't take the time to get ready. I wake up, I throw something on, I quickly brush my hair and call it a day. The change I know I need to make is to wake up and actually take the time to get ready and make myself feel presentable and feel good so that I can then feel motivated to create the video content. It's those little habit changes and action changes that will make a huge impact in the long run. I think back to when I was drinking wine every night and waking up not feeling great But if I wanted anything to change, I needed to make a change and choose to stop drinking wine every night. We have so much power to create big shifts in our lives, but oftentimes we choose not to by keeping ourselves stuck through whatever excuse or limiting belief we have for ourselves. But I am ready to initiate big shifts in my life this fall. I am ready to change my actions and let go of those limiting beliefs and those non-actions that are keeping me stuck in patterns that I no longer want. And I challenge you to do the same. So if you're ready to take on this challenge, screenshot this episode, share it, tag me on social media at LDuclos, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S, and let's do it together. That's really what this season is all about, to release and change, and I am so ready for it. Now, before I end this episode, I just wanted to share a little bit about the transits and astrology forecasts to be mindful of during this fall. If you're not into astrology, then the rest of this episode probably won't 
be beneficial to you at all. But if you do like hearing about astrology or want to know what kind of astrology is happening and how it's going to affect your energy, then keep listening. All right, so something to note is that Mars is in Gemini until about March of next year, which is crazy because that's a long time for Mars to be in one sign. So those of you with Gemini, Pisces, Virgo, and Sagittarius in your chart, you will most likely feel this the most, especially your rising sign, if you have one of those as your rising sign. For example, Pisces risings or Pisces in general may experience this action or it oriented energy when it comes to home and family life. I wouldn't even be surprised if you are doing home renovations or moving or perhaps dealing with some conflicts with family that need to get sorted out. I have Mars in the fourth house in my needle chart and my dad was always working on fixing up our house and there was always conflict at home in short tempers. So some of you could experience something similar from now until March. That's just something to be mindful of. With Sagittarius rising, you'll feel this energy in your relationships. Lots of taking action with a partner. Like for example, my best friend is a Sag rising and she'll be getting married during this time. So some of you could see action and forward momentum in your relationships. You could be more active with your partner. You could be strengthening an intimate bond, but also be mindful of that conflicting energy because there could be arguments or discussions that come up that need to be addressed. Then with Virgo rising, Mars and Gemini will be affecting your 10th house of career and public recognition. So a lot of you will be working really hard when it comes to career goals and creating something for the public. I'm a Virgo rising, which is why I have decided that I need to shift my energy and start taking action towards creating content and, you know, take action towards my career now. So now until March... Virgo risings will experience a lot of action-oriented energy in the workplace or in the same breath, it could bring about conflicts with career or authority figures. It's all about awareness. Being mindful of this energy can definitely be helpful. For Gemini risings and Gemini placements, those of you who are Gemini suns, you are about to take action when it comes to your sense of self, getting clear when it comes to your goals, who you want to be, perhaps even changing something about your physical self, making and taking action towards bettering your health, exercising, being more active. You may find your confidence is coming back, but also be mindful of not letting your ego get the best of you. Again, self-awareness is always key. But during this fall season and going all the way into the beginning of next year, I also feel like it's important for us to take action when it comes to communication. Get clear on your communication. If there's something you've been wanting to speak up about, it's time to make your voice heard, but in a way that isn't aggressive and impulsive. If you have ideas that you have been stirring up in your mind, take action on those ideas. It's time to write, create, and bring your ideas into the 3D world. We are now in Virgo season and we have a powerful new moon in Virgo on August 27th. You may find that you are feeling more critical than usual of not only yourself, but of other people, especially because this new moon is squaring Mars in Gemini. But this is all about fine tuning our intentions and goals moving forward, figuring out how we are supporting our goals and how we may be distracting our goals or distracting ourselves from our goals, I should say. This would be a good time to focus on creating daily routines and habits that can support 
your overall goals and intentions. Perhaps you find that you are wanting to make changes to your health and maybe even health and wellness goals. But I would also be mindful of being overly critical of yourself and others during this time. Realizing that perfection does not exist and to stop allowing this need to be perfect to hold you back from taking action towards your goals. In September, as Venus moves into Virgo, you may find that you are setting high expectations in partnerships, but aren't always vocalizing them to your partner. Communicating about your needs is going to be so important. Be mindful of being extra critical of one another. We also have Mercury retrograde. Yes, unfortunately, it is back September 9th until October. During Mercury retrograde, there's usually something from the past that may come back around, whether it's a person from your past, unfinished conversations, unfinished business, an idea you had that you decided to try again. Be very mindful of your impulsivity, especially when it comes to communication during this time. Also, travel delays, miscommunications, or technology may start acting strange. Then on September 10th, we have a full moon in Pisces. Pay attention to your intuition. Let go and release limiting beliefs. Do things that connect you with your spirituality. Your imagination may be heightened at this time. Be aware of any illusions or addictive tendencies that need releasing. September 23rd, Mercury retrograde enters Virgo and it's important to be mindful of being overly critical and try your best not to be so critical of yourself and others during this time, especially in your communication. This again will probably bring up some perfectionist tendencies. September 25th, we have the new moon in Libra. This is a new start when it comes to relationships. Perhaps you have a specific intention that you are wanting to set when it comes to your relationships in your life. Focus on connecting with others. Perhaps there are some compromises or need for balance when it comes to your relationships. That will all probably be made known during this new moon. Then September 29th, Venus enters Libra, which is great energy for relationships. There's a lot of desire to find harmony, balance, and resolutions to conflict. Bringing more balance and peace into your relationships will be ideal during this time. October 2nd is when Mercury will finally go direct, and this will be in Virgo, bringing more direct communication and more clarity when it comes to moving forward with your plans. Then October 8th, Pluto finally goes direct, which will bring a lot of clarity around changes that you have been doing. You know, any bit of reflection that you've been making or internal reflection, self-reflection, there will be great transformation to come from this energy, but it can definitely feel overwhelming at first. But we are in the season of change after all, so just embrace it. On October 9th, This brings a beautiful full moon in Aries. This will be an intense full moon because Aries does rule over Mars. So you may feel intense emotions during this full moon and this need to stand up for yourself in some way. It really depends on where Aries falls in your natal chart. Releasing anything that stands in your way when it comes to taking action towards what it is you desire is going to be so crucial at this time. On October 10th, Mercury will enter Libra again, bringing this energy of finding peaceful resolutions to conflicts, more balanced and peaceful communication. On October 23rd, the sun enters Scorpio. Happy early birthday, my beautiful Scorpios, and happy early birthday to my Virgos. It is 
officially spooky season. So that's awesome with the sun moving into Scorpio. My husband is a Scorpio, so I love Scorpios. I attract a lot of them into my life. Then on this day, Saturn also goes direct. Yay! Any restrictions you might have felt the past few months may finally feel released. Expect some positive results from any positive actions that you have been taking in your life. You will be rewarded for your patience and dedication. Perhaps you learn a lesson from the delays and setbacks. On October 23rd, Venus also enters Scorpio, which can bring about a deeper level of intimacy and connection, but also possibly some power struggles if you aren't careful. A lot of passionate energy when it comes to your relationships and just overall deepening that intimate bond. On October 25th, we have a new moon solar eclipse happening in Scorpio, and this is powerful transformational energy and lots of change. If there is some sort of transformation and change that you are needing to undergo, this energy will bring it your way. Set intentions when it comes to major shifts that you want to make in your life. It's time to be fearless as you go after these shifts and changes. On October 28th, we have Jupiter going retrograde. This is a time of going inward and reflecting on your spiritual beliefs and faith. The more faith you have, the more you connect with your intuition and spirituality, you will find that luck is on your side. Perhaps there are some limiting beliefs that you need to release that's related to your faith and optimism. Learning to trust your intuition will be crucial at this time. On October 29th, Mercury enters Scorpio, bringing about deep, intimate conversations, perhaps some secrets or hidden information that wants to come to light. Being honest is going to be key. Emotional conversations may take place or getting to the root of a problem, perhaps diving deep into learning about something you are passionate about. Then on October 30th, Mars goes retrograde in Gemini, which can create this energy of perhaps feeling stuck, a lack of ambition, a lack of drive, but it's calling you to go within and figure out why you may feel this way and what needs to change moving forward. Then on November 8th, there is a full moon and lunar eclipse in Taurus. It's a time where you will have to ground your energy as there may be something that is causing you to feel this lack of security. So releasing your fears during this time and finding security within will be so beneficial. Now, I will stop there. And if you guys enjoy hearing about monthly astrology forecasts, let me know, uh, send me a message, and I will try to do more of this for you monthly. I'm also thinking of starting a series on my podcast about astrology where I share just helpful astrology tips, astrology information, helping you learn a little bit more about astrology. So if you're interested in that, let me know as well because I always love your feedback. It is so important to me. Um, I also offer personalized transit readings. That's what this episode will be sponsored by today is my own personalized transit readings that are specific to your own personal needle chart. So that way you know the energy that you are personally dealing with. If interested, check out the link in my show notes or on my website at lduclos.blog, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S dot B-L-O-G. There should be a link on there to 
check out all of the readings that I offer and there is a reading for transit, uh, just send me an email and I will gladly do a transit reading for you. But yeah, that's a little bit about this upcoming fall season of change and releasing. I hope this helped inspire you a little bit to get ready for the fall season and to release your own limiting beliefs and start taking action towards making the necessary changes that will help align you with the big goals that you have within your heart. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to screenshot, share on social media, and tag me at LDuclos, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S. I would love for you to leave a review. I am forever grateful for them, and they mean the world to me as they really do help my podcast. I am sending you all of my love. Until next time. (laughs) 